0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Awesome. So, here we go. That was supposed to be our theme song. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while. We haven't had a sleepless up in a while, so that was kind of cool to have that. Thank you, Block Talk Radio. Oh, die hard. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hachoon Wong. I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. With me, as always, is unbearable, infuriating Patriots fan Ryan Whitfield and uh, Cotton the Crossfire Giants fan Joey Alibro. Now, I would ask uh, how you guys are doing, but um, I actually don't want to hear from Ryan right now, so I'm not going to ask that question. No, 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 no. no! Hold on, hold on. Hold on.
2: First of all, mischaracterization, as always, by you. Second of yep. all, I'm just glad yep. Joey could bother to show up this week. Third of all, hey, Joey, <laughs> it's, since you weren't true. here last week, the, the, I don't know if you know this, but the Patriots are back in the Super Bowl. Suck it. <laughs>
0: right, right.
2: Just in case you didn't realize did it.
1: <laughs> since since you are too busy watching the Senior Bowl, so you made us talk about it last week and didn't show up in order to talk oh, about. You what, know, a so. yeah, what a segment! What a segment that was. Thanks for that, Joey.
0: What a segment. Great.
1: Yeah, that was a great segment. Um, that was a segment that comprised I didn't even mostly doing of Ryan. On it. Yeah, right. That mostly, that that segment contained mostly Ryan muting his line to 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 furiously research who was actually in the Senior Bowl. So that was exciting. That was good. That was good listening, right there. There were some,
2: there were some guys uh, playing football in that Senior Bowl, I believe. So yeah, check it out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right. it definitely and it and definitely guys. scored some touchdowns, right? Um, okay, all right. So we got we got a lot to talk about today. Um, as always, we're going to be talking about everything that's going on this week, and of course, coming up this Sunday, as Ryan won't let us forget, is Super Bowl 53. So we're going to be talking about who has the edge. In Super Bowl 53, we'll talk about DFS picks for the Super Bowl slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. We'll pick some Super Bowl prop bets, as we do every year. And, of course, we'll pick the game itself with and without the spread. So we got tons and tons to talk about. Let's go. All right, let's first size up the competition for Super Bowl 53 and match up offenses defenses and special teams and we're going to start with the pats side and specifically the pats passing offense versus the rams pass defense and the pats run offense versus the rams run defense Just to give you a couple a little bit of background on this here's some stats from the regular season patriots offense passing passing offense was ranked fourth in uh the nfl uh, per dvoa and they allowed the they actually had the eighth most passing yards per game at 266.1. They had the ninth-ranked rushing uh, offense in the D, by DVOA, and they uh, had about 127.3 rushing yards per game, which is good for fifth in the NFL. They also had the fourth most offensive points in the NFL with 27.3 and the seventh least giveaways in the regular season of 18. Now, the Rams' defense, on the other hand, had the ninth-ranked pass defense for DVOA and, had, uh, two, and allowed – 236.3 passing yards per game, which is good for 14th in the NFL. And they had the 28th ranked run defense in the DV, by DVOA, allowing 122.3 yards per game, which is good for 23rd in the NFL. They've allowed 24 points per game on average, and that's good for 20th. And they have the third most takeaways in uh, the regular season with 30. So, Ryan, I'll start with you. Let's go to the Pats side first. Tell us what's your thoughts on the Pats passing and run offense versus the Rams defense.
2: So, from the offensive standpoint, um, I, I think this game. And I talked about this last night. I did a, a guest spot uh, on the on the Donut Bag um, podcast uh, with my friend Joey Bag of Donuts down there in Pittsburgh. You should check it out. Uh, but with uh, we, we talked about this same thing last night, and, and for me, um, it, it's it's interesting because in the run game. You know, it's really about if the Patriots can get to the edge or not. In the passing mm-hmm. game, it's about going over the middle. So it's really, um, you know, at the line of scrimmage, they want to attack on the edges. And and the passing, they're going to want to attack over the middle. Um, specifically, you know, you mentioned a lot of the, the year-long stats. I think the most important thing to note is that the, the, the Rams' defense this year allowed, it, I think it was like 32 points per game without a keep to leave and then uh, allowed 18 points per game when, when he was healthy and in the lineup. So oh, yeah. um, okay. they're a much better team when he's in there. I expect the Rams um, to play zone coverage, which is going to make mm-hmm. my X factor really it, – it's really going to depend what they do with the key, I guess, because I like – Gronk and Edelman over the middle in this game because, again, that's where you're going to attack in the passing game. I like the mm-hmm. idea of James White and some angle routes over the middle. Um, look, the, the Rams linebackers are undersized and not overly talented, and their safeties uh, aren't much better. The strength of this defense is their defensive line, and it's their, and it's their corners. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the Patriots are going to really want to attack that middle of the field, and that's where they're going to have to win in this game. And then, again, on the run, they're going to have to get outside away from Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. Um, right. So those are really X factors for how the offense matches up. Um, one interesting thing, and it might have even been Andrew Erickson who we've had on the show before. I always do yeah. this. I see a really great tweet in the morning, and then I completely forget <laughs> who tweeted it, and then I just <laughs> right. take a stab in the dark.
1: Um, <laughs> nice. So I'm going to
2: do it again. But somebody uh, posted today that I believe it's uh, against man coverage, which the Rams love to run. Um, uh, Chris Hogan beats coverage like 75% of the time, and mm-hmm. Philip Dorsett beats it 85% of the time. They've actually been really good against man uh, coverage this year, and the Rams have played really good uh, uh, man coverage defense. So, in, in that sense, one of those two things you would have to imagine is going to meet its breaking point. But, again, what it all comes down to for me is if you wait to keep to leave on Chris Hogan or Phillips Dorset on the edge, then – then uh, Jesus. Bum Phillip's son. I forget his name. Bum Phillip's son. That's what we'll call him. Uh, okay. Wait, Phillips, Here we go. Jesus. <laughs> Wade Phillips, uh, if he's smart and matches up team on Edelman, who's who I think he should match him up against, or I'll even settle for Gronkowski, then then I think that's a, that's that could be a you know an advantage for the Rams if he weighs them on the outside against Philip Dorsett and Chris Hogan, then I
1: think the Patriots are going to have a field day over the middle and b- basically get whatever they want. Mhm. Yep. Sounds. Uh, sounds. That's kind of what I thought you would say about that. And let's turn over to Joey here and let's get your thoughts on this. What do you think about the Pats? pass and run offense versus the Rams defense. How do you feel about that?
3: Um, like Ryan said, the Rams linebackers are undersized and not overly talented. Um, so definitely look for the Patriots to attack over the middle with Gronk and Edelman especially. We saw in that last game against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, Edelman was kind of going a little bit of tear there, and Gronkowski had 11 targets. Good game from him. Um, also, thing to note, uh, just on defensive side of the ball – uh, Aaron Donald's going to have to come up big for the Rams um, the Patriots offensive line has not given up a sack uh, this January and they've only let uh, or even hit three times I believe is the, is mm-hmm. the number there um, so I mean if Aaron Donald's the best player in football like I think he is he's going to need to um, come up big and get some sacks for the Rams defense um, like Ryan said uh, the Rams defense uh, has played a lot of man coverage or there have been They've been good at man coverage, uh, so I'd, I think the Patriots would like to attack more of their zone guys, especially because they're linebackers. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they put lead out there. Uh, like Ryan said, you'd be kind of wasted on the
1: outside, um, but it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and I, I have a lot of similar thoughts. I think that the Patriots will be able to operate well if the Rams decide to play a zone defense. So let's flip it to the other side of the line here. Let's talk about the Rams. Passing and run offense versus the Pats defense this time, and to give you guys a little bit of a little bit of a summary of where they stand right now. The the Rams passing offense is ranked fifth per DVOA over the regular season. They had 281.7 passing yards per game, good enough for fifth in the NFL. They had the number one ranked rushing offense per DVOA and had 139.4 rushing yards per game good for third in the NFL and they had the second most points per game of any NFL team in the regular season at 32.9 and the 11th least giveaways at 19 now the Patriots defense on the other hand is 14th ranked in the pass defense for DVOA with uh, 246.4 Passing yards allowed per game, that's 22nd in the NFL. And they have the 19th-ranked run defense for DVOA, allowing 112.7 rush yards per game, good for 11th in the NFL. And they've allowed 20.3 points per game, which is good for 7th in the NFL, with the fifth-most takeaways in NFL at 28. So let's start with you, Joey, with the Rams' side. What are your thoughts about the Rams' pass and run offense versus the Pats' defense?
3: Well, we know that all year... The Rams have uh, well. Their base style really is just a lot of play action and uh, running a lot of eleven personnel um, to get a lot of, uh, to get some space for Todd Gurley to run. Last week they actually ran more twelve personnel than they have all year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, expect to see Todd Gurley um, get more uh, or uh, sorry less eight man boxes than he faced uh, all year. Um, he did have a rough game last week. Uh, he mm-hmm. did get benched. For his performance, really, uh, I don't. I don't think it was an injury. Even they said something along the lines of he wasn't performing. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
3: I want to see um, those guys uh, on the on the outside get involved for uh, for the Rams. Um, I know the Patriots pass defense has the two McCourty brothers. I know they have Trey Flowers roaming around on the edge trying to get to Jared Goff. Um, I really don't like this matchup. In all phases for the Rams I think the Patriots are, are probably pretty glad To be playing the Rams in the Super Bowl I think they match up extremely well In every aspect against them So that'll, that'll make Ryan happy um, I don't have a dog <laughs> in this fight But uh, I'm definitely rooting against Ryan
1: Right, right And Ryan specifically, right? We're, all rooting, we're not rooting against the Pats We're rooting against Ryan oh, That's exactly. basically what we're doing here exactly. I mean, clearly I mean, it's like the better of two evils, right? Alright, Ryan, what are your thoughts here? Rams, offense in the passing game and run game versus the Patriots defense.
2: Yeah, first of all, Joey, I don't, I don't need your, uh, your bullshit compliments uh, to make me <laughs> feel better. Don't worry, I feel pretty good <laughs> on my own. That's one. Uh, two, um, in addressing the, the Todd Gurley situation, Joey's correct. They did come out. Both Gurley and McVay came out holding hands, um, talking about how uh, that, that that this was performance based and not injury based. To which I say, bullshit. That guy has not been right. Since the end of the season, he has had a mm-hmm. huge workload the last two years. He is completely wearing down, and I think the two weeks rest is, is obviously huge for him. And I think he yeah. might be. And this is it, it seems weird to say, but like you know about somebody who's that you know that extremely talented or supremely talented, but he's right. the X factor for me because yeah. for mm-hmm. for the for the Rams, um, Kyle Van Noy and, and really the whole linebacking group as a gen- in general um, have turned into weapons for the Patriots. Do you know how you make them not weapons? You get them out in coverage. So they need to be. They need Gurley to be healthy enough that they can split him out where he's not dropping footballs. He can actually cut, get in, get in and out of routes. Because Kyle Van Noy around the, the, the offensive line and and coming on blitzes right now and the amoeba the amoeba front they're doing with one mm-hmm. down lineman they have they're they're bringing six guys to the line and and every single time. Different ones are dropping back in coverage at the last second, or they're actually engaging. There's a couple plays from last week where Kyle Van Noy actually comes up and engages in with an offensive lineman, and after about a, a half a second to a second, then pushes off and drops, drops in underneath coverage. And it's confusing mm-hmm. the hell out of, of quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, so the way, the way you get that out, obviously, is you put Todd Gurley out in space and make Van Noy go cover so he can't do stuff like that. Um, which is why I think, you know, we talked about it two weeks ago, I thought the absence of Kareem Hunt was going to be huge for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think yep. it was huge because it allowed, without, without Kareem Hunt to get Kyle Illinois to have to go cover, it allowed him just to be a pass rusher, which he's become prolific at. So that's a huge X factor on that side. On the other side, uh, from the Patriots' standpoint, the Patriots play man defense more than anybody. It is the bread and butter of Stephon Gilmore in that entire secondary, um, mm-hmm. but Goff is actually better against man coverage than he is against zone. So it would actually behoove the Patriots to play zone. So I think there's a lot of interesting chess matches, um, you know, particularly McVeigh. How can he game plan to keep those linebackers from blitzing? Because, you know, they, they don't have the side-to-side speed. Uh, Landon Roberts doesn't have it. Kyle Van Noy doesn't have it. And Hightower just doesn't have it because he's old now. But they still have downhill speed. So you got to get those guys moving side-to-side instead of east, you know, instead of north and south. Um, and then as far as the, the Patriots, you know, are you going to challenge your secondary to be able to play? You know, zone defense because that's what the game plan would call for here. Or are you going to say, no, you know, what we do best is man coverage, and if he can beat us at what we do best, then good for him? Typically not how Belichick teams do it, but I know that Stephon Gilmore, at least last year, uh, came out multiple times early in the year basically complaining about playing zone defense, and it wasn't, he didn't really start to turn it around in a Patriot uniform last season until the Patriots basically started going primarily uh, to, to man coverage. So, um, those are the two things I'm looking for looking for on on
1: the offensive and defensive sides for both those teams. All right, okay. So let's turn to the last part of this analysis, and that's in special teams. Here, give everybody a little bit of a little bit of an overview of how they did during the regular season. Patriots had the uh, 16th highest field goal perception uh, field goal per, uh, percentage at 84.8%. They had the 16th longest punt average at 45.1 yards. They had the second highest average kickoff return yards at 27. And they allowed the 7th most kickoff return yards at 24.6. And had the 18th highest average punt return yards at 7.7. So pretty consistent across the board. Um, and the Rams, they actually had the 19th. And you would think they would be better, actually, with Greg Zerlein. But they are only 19th at field goal percentage at 82.9%. They had the 7th longest punt average at 46.3. 23rd highest average kickoff return at 21.4 yards. And they allowed the 21st most kickoff return yards at 22.5 and a 10th highest average punt return yards at 10.2. So with all that background there, Ryan, let's turn to the last setup up here, and I'll go to you first. What do you think about the special teams matchup? So from a kickoff perspective, I would get ready for a lot of
2: uh, touchbacks in this game. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. the Patriots have the most explosive uh, guy in the return game on either side, In in you know maybe one of the best kick returns we've ever seen in Cordell Patterson. Um, and on the Patriots' side, we have one of the worst – coverage units in the league, um, even right. if not statistically. Um, I watch them all year enough to know that they're super, super unreliable. So I would expect um, that, this, uh, that this team just bangs the, the ball through the back of the end zone, uh, or both teams bang the ball through the back of the end zone consistently. Um, punts, you know, I, I think that's always kind of a, a roll of the dice, no matter how good or not you are. I think both teams will be fine there. Um, obviously, the ability for, for Hecker to throw the ball um, you know, to get a spark yep. that we saw last week is something the Patriots have to be aware of. Um, he's one of Belichick's favorite guys in the league. So, um, you know, I think he'll be, have a healthy respect to be watching out for that. And then mm-hmm. as far as special teams, I mean, as far as the kicking game or extra points and, and field goals, if we could go one goddamn Super Bowl without Steven Gostowski <laughs> shanking a field goal uh, or an extra point, or in the case yeah. of last year, both. That would be that would really make me happy as a Patriot fan because I, I'm tired of I'm tired of the, the major missed kicks. Even in the comeback a couple years ago, the Patriots had to go for two twice at the end of the game because Gostkowski missed the field goal. I mean, extra point early in the third quarter. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking for hopefully a clean game finally from Gostkowski.
1: Okay, great. And uh, let's go ahead and flip it over to you here, uh, uh, Joey. Talk about uh, why don't you talk about what you think about the special teams matchup. Um, the
3: one thing I'm kind of interested in seeing is if the Rams pull another fake punt with Hecker. Um, I don't think they will just because of the uh, magnitude of the game and you do it once and Belichick's a smart guy. He's not, I don't think he's going to let his guys fall for that. Um, special teams wise, it'll be interesting to see how well Cordell Patterson does. And I know he's one of the best return guys in the league and um, Super Bowl kind of puts a spotlight on every single play. And uh, I think he he's a guy that can um, break one loose at any time. Um, the opening kickoff, if the Patriots get the ball first, will be extremely interesting. If I'm the Rams, I'm kicking away from him through the back of the end zone as much as I can. I am um, not. I don't have a really good, strong base knowledge on any of these teams, special teams, so uh, that's all I got for you.
1: All right. Well, that sounds good. And uh, we actually have a caller here. It's uh, Eric from Fanalist <laughs> gracing us with his presence. Eric, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. How you fellas doing tonight?
1: Hey, all right, all right. So uh, you got a you got a rant for us, or you got a question for us? You gonna attack Ryan because we we love that. Uh well, it's mm, funny that you brought that up. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about this whole uh, the whole storyline. About uh, New England being underdogs and everything, and that nobody's sliding It just, you know, it's kind of pissing me off. It's getting like on my nerves just a little bit because I saw Jamel Hill. She's uh, she's talking about how oh, the Patriots playing the underdog card is truly corny. And like, uh-huh. there's other guys saying like, oh, I, I don't really know who counted them out at all. And you know, I'm just gonna, yep. I'm just gonna let me go on a little list here for a minute. Let me, let me tell you about the haters. All right, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, On the game against the Chargers, I don't trust New England. I think they'll lose. That was great. That was really spot on. Uh, Just about (laughs) as good as his analysis on the Kansas City Chiefs team. Max Bellerman, Brady's done. He has a new alarm and is one of the worst quarterbacks remaining in the playoffs. The worst remaining of all four remaining quarterbacks from the divisional round. Brady can't make the plays that New England would need from him to get him over the line against LAC. They were up 35-7 in the first half. Ryan Clark, Uh, New England are holding on to their glory days. This was set after the Pittsburgh loss. Even though we only made the Super Bowl 10 months earlier, then said the Chargers have the better team. And QB. Good call, Ryan. Uh Tomlinson. Patriots aren't beating LAC or KC in the postseason. Ladanian Tomlinson, 0 for his life against the Patriots. T.J. Hushman-Zada. Uh, New England won't win a playoff game. They look one and done. Spoken like a true loser, T.J. hushman Game <laughs> Dan This hurts because you were here last year. New England will struggle to win their first playoff game.
4: James, come on.
0: Rex Ryan, Chargers are going to whip pickets. What he says is irrelevant. Eric Dickerson, Brady is, a, I'm sorry for my language, is an old-ass man. Eric Dickerson's older than Tom Brady. And the Chargers <laughs> are going to win this game. Now he's reverted to uh, calling us cheaters like the rest of the world. Jim Sharp, no one's going to lose to the Chargers, and you can bank on that. And then he called in a 30-player. He's actually one of the best postseason watch favorites in the history of the game. That's the side right, of the point. Right. Nick Wright I feel win. like I
1: should hit the Nick drop Wright? right now because I feel that, that we're under... <laughs>
0: you want me to stop? Well, yo, go enough?
1: ahead. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I, I, I see you got, you, got a lot, you got a lot going on there. You got a lot going on there. Go ahead. I just spot well, on analysis. <laughs> I don't
0: like that people are just making fun of this whole narrative that you didn't count us out at all any part in the season. And I'll even go back to your guys' Christmas podcast. All right, you remember oh, that? Here uh, we go. Ryan, I believe you said, and I quote, this team on a Patriots scale sucks. Ryan, I don't mean to do that to you. I just need to point it out. Listen, we all said it at some point, like, during the season. It was pretty bad. All right, it looked pretty bad. I don't think anybody at that point in time was being ultimately optimistic. But come on, man. You said you've been watching for so long. Like, you, you should have you known that they would have eventually gotten something
3: together here. But, all right.
0: I, I'm done. I'm done. Thank you guys for having me on.
2: Oh uh, well you, thank uh, go you. Back.
3: Thank you for that. Thanks, thanks. Eric almost, for coming on almost the show. The
2: perfect take. Almost the perfect take. I know I, I think he's off the line, but I do want to say that I also said in that podcast that the whole league stinks and they could go on a run. So I stand yep. by both. Okay. Right. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. All right. Well thanks a lot, All Eric, guys, for coming on care. here. And uh and thanks a lot, uh well done, Ryan for making sure you uh, got somebody on here who could be even more explicitly in support of the Patriots than you. That's amazing. Hey, we are <laughs> Taking it to another level. Hey, taking it to another level. Don't, here. Excuse,
2: don't accuse me of planting. I had no part of that. <laughs> that was
1: just a fan. Yes, I'm sure Eric from in, Fanless Podcast, in. one of our buddies, <laughs> just have randomly decided to call in and, uh, and talk about uh, the uh, Patriots know, being underdogs. Don't know
2: what you're talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know
2: what you're talking about. All I know is that he's a very he's one of the most respected people in the industry, and that guy knows his stuff. Great yeah. job, Eric, as always.
1: <laughs> okay, I will agree with that part. Eric does know his stuff. That's fantastic. Um, all right, let's see here. You know what? It looks—it looks like um, we're gonna, <laughs> we got a lot going on here, but let me quickly turn it over to DFS, okay? Because we—we're <laughs> supposed to be going over to DFS, and um, we'll go over to Ryan first. Give us your top. Two MVP and captain picks, and then give us your top two uh, value picks. All right.
2: Yeah, for my my MVP picks, um, I'm going Tom Brady in this one as my number one. Um, I think he's going to have a, a, a monster game. Um, he's dialed in right now. He's playing good football. Um, you know, I, I know there's been some discrediting of his game last, you know, two weeks ago now because of what the stats could have been had the deep board play not happened and how he only had a 70 QB rating. I mean, the throws he made in that in, in the cold weather on the road in Kansas City, I'm sorry, give me Tom Brady. Uh, as my second MVP, again, I think the middle of the field, and the linebackers are the ones to attack. I think they might line up a keep to leave the Rams well mm-hmm. on Edelman or Gronkowski. So I'm going to stay away from those two. And I'm going to go James White. And I, and I expect almost a 2016 James White performance in this oh, okay. game. So okay. that's, uh, that's who I'm going with. And the Patriots this year, I believe, are 9-0 and or something crazy like that when he, when he has 12 combined targets and touches. Uh, uh-huh. So basically if the play is designed to go to him 12 or more times, the Patriots haven't lost this year. So I'd expect them to go to him uh, early and often. Um, on the other side, I, I, I intimated this earlier – I think the Patriots will settle for the Rams running all day, and I don't think mm-hmm. that Todd Gurley is healthy. So I'm taking C.J. Anderson. Um, okay. I looked earlier. Again, I'm driving. So I don't have the dollar amount in front of me, but I know that he wasn't uh, you know, one of the higher guys. Um, yep. And then I think the Patriots are going to shut down the outside weapons. So I actually like uh, Gerald Everett as a, as a sneaky value wow. play in this game okay. as a tight end who could, who could do some production because I, I think he'll be matched up on Patrick Chung a lot. Um, and uh-huh. he's a little bit more athletic than Patrick Chung. Chung's usually better against the bigger, more physical tight ends. So I think that's a that's a matchup that Everett could win. Um, you know, which I think is good news for the Patriots if it's C.J. Anderson and, and Gerald Everett that are uh, you know getting ones over on him.
1: Yep. Okay. Well, those are good picks. And before we flip over to Joey, we have another caller on the line. We have Bobby from Manchester. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? How we doing, boys? All right, all right. So what do you got for us right. here? You got you got a rant. You gonna you got to pick on Ryan or I know are you, you uh Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I I I heard you
4: throw around the uh evil word there a couple of times and uh when talking about the Patriots and and you're talking about a team that came in back in 2001 with the red, white and blues after 9/11 came out as a team. This is mm-hmm. this is true America's team. This is the greatest Great. franchise in the history of sports. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> no one else holds a candle, really. Honestly, going wow. into this game, I'm I'm always a little worried, and the Pats kind of looked like shit this year. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good game, and again, it's going to be a big, big special teams game. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know uh, the Giants fucking suck. So do the Bears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I appreciate that Wow, well, how strange and random that was That you happened to uh, Not like the this Giants is, this or the is Bears a, this, so this, <laughs> a, this is an all odd all day we getting some weird calls you guys, this is you guys
4: have a good night And uh, I hope uh, maybe they they'll Go back to the Super Bowl at some point In the next hundred years
1: <laughs> Thank
4: you
1: Alright, thanks Bobby <laughs> We appreciate you calling in there That's, uh, that's uh, some good some good thoughts there from Bobby. That was <laughs> totally random. It's so strange that he happens to be a Pats fan, you know, red, white, and blue, best team in the history of the NFL, and he doesn't like the Giants and Bears, you know?
2: <laughs> I don't know where these calls are coming from. It's, it's, it's
1: crazy. It's, it's really, it's very really funny.
2: Nice.
1: <laughs> wow, what a night, huh? What a night. This is totally Twilight Zone stuff here, guys. Uh, what are the chances? <laughs> All right. So, so, back back to DFS <laughs> before before our our deep thoughts from Bobby in Manchester. All right, Joey, give us your DFS picks for the Super Bowl showdown slate. Give us your two MVP captains and your two value plays.
3: All right, so uh, my two MVP captains, they're not going to differ much from Ryan's. Uh, I really like Brady in this game uh, for the reasons we mentioned before, just the Rams' uh, lackluster pass defense. Uh, I think Brady's had 854 yards. From, uh, on the air in the air this, uh, this postseason. Um, for my second captain, um, I know Ryan mentioned that it's, to leave will probably line up over Edelman or Gronk, but I still like the Gronk matchup, so I'm going to go uh-huh. Brady and Gronk as my two MVPs. Um, my value picks—I'm not sure on the price of these guys, but I also had Gerald Everett. Um, I mentioned him before. Um, I think I mentioned him in the divisional round. As a as a sneaky good matchup there, and of course he had zero targets that week, I believe. Uh, but uh, I right. he had a, he, he had a big uh, big catch from from golf and a critical point in the game last week against New Orleans. Um, so that that should be a good play. And um, for my other one, um, I'm going to go Sony Michelle. Um, he's uh, if if the Patriots lose this Super Bowl, he will have lost a national championship and a Super Bowl back to back years in the same building. And uh, I don't think he mm. wants that to happen. Um, I, I think the Rams are expecting uh, the Patriots to use a lot of James White. Um, I think the Patriots are going to use more Sony Michel than we're expecting. Uh, so I like that matchup there.
1: Yep. And uh, those are all, I, I think, all, all good picks from the both of you guys. I think that those are all ones that I, I actually probably would get mixed up into my showdown slates as well. I, I will say I agree with everything you said, but I actually like from my MVP captain, I like Sony Michelle actually, because I think that um, if you look at the way that um, Belichick has come out there and kind of had these nice long drives, kind of basically kill the other team by keeping their offense on the sidelines uh, and, and, and finishing off of, uh, with touchdowns, a large part of that was Sonny Michelle, and I think that he can have a significant return here against the 28th-ranked run defense in the NFL this weekend. So I like Sonny Michelle as a captain, I like uh, Edelman as a captain as well, because just Get targeted and in full point per reception sites like DraftKings, I think you, you can, it's hard to get a better value from him. He's getting targeted double digits, basically back to back to back to back to back. And I think last time when we spoke about this, in nine uh, or in ten playoff play appearances, he's gotten double digit uh, targets in every single one of them. So uh, Julian Edelman, I like a lot here as well. As far as um, getting that uh, value, I like Philip Dorsett. I mean, he is back to back to back uh, touchdowns and also five five and three targets in each of those games. I think he's a significant part of that offense. And I like Josh Reynolds. I think that there'll be a lot of attention play, paid to Robert Woods and Brennan Cooks. And I think Josh Reynolds, maybe, who knows, maybe he'll get a little bit of, a little of extra action and he's a lot cheaper than the other two guys. So I like them as value. All right. Woo. There's a lot here. And now we're down to our final topic of the day. We're going to talk about Super Bowl picks and we've got prop bets. So let's go through these prop bets one at a time. All right. And we're going to go, let's go one at a time. And uh, we'll start with Joey. We'll go to Ryan. Prop bet number one. All right, guys. How long will it take for Gladys Knight to sing the national anthem? Over, under, one minute and 47 seconds. The over is at minus 160 money line. The under is at plus 120. Joey, what do you got?
3: I feel like it's going to be super prolonged. long. I like the over here. A minute 47 seems rather short, especially
1: for a Super Bowl national anthem. So, uh, mm-hmm. let's go over. All right, and uh, what do you got there, Ryan? Over or under a minute and 47 seconds? Oh, my God. If it's
2: over, I'm going to kill myself, so I might as well play <laughs> the under. Just, uh, I won't have to pay out if
1: it's over,
2: so I'll take the All under. All right,
1: so I'll, I'll, so I'll say this. turns out that if you actually check out so, – so Gladys Knight has sang, sung the national anthem before. In 1991, uh, had performed the national anthem, and if you look at it, it clocks in at a minute and 40 seconds, so that would be under – But that's pretty low. That's pretty slow. And uh, honestly, the last time an anthem singer clocked in at less than a minute and 50 seconds was Kelly Clarkson in Super Bowl 44. There has not been that many, so I will take the over on that prop bet. All right, prop bet number two. Which team will score first, Patriots at minus 125 or Rams at minus 105? Joey, what do you got?
3: Patriots. Patriots, Um, okay. I think the
1: Rams get the ball first, but... Uh, I don't think they score, and I think the Patriots drive
3: right down the field and score on them.
1: Okay, and uh, what do you got there, Ryan? Patriots or Rams? Who scores first? Patriots. Patriots, yeah. And, and I will say this. Patriots are the quote-unquote away team here, so they actually get to call the coin toss. Uh, I don't know which way they're going to go on this, but if you saw the first way, that the, when they took the ball first, they managed to really kill clock and get down there and really finish with a touchdown. And I can't imagine they won't be able to do that this time as well. Um, so I'm going to take the Patriots as well, uh, this scoring first there. And uh, just for anybody who wants to know, the history of this Patriots are 12 and six on that prop bet for the season while the Rams are nine and nine. So hey, maybe the odds are in your favor. Prop bet number three, what will the first score of the game be? Touchdown at minus 170, or a field goal or safety at plus 140. Joey, what do you got? Sony Michelle, touchdown. Sony Michelle, you're gonna call the person too. All right, excellent. Yep. Sony Michelle, touchdown. Uh, what do you got there, Ryan? The touchdown or the field goal or safety? Brady to James White, touchdown. Oh wow. Okay. So Brady to James White. You, 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 know, you know, you guys don't have to actually call the actual people, right? This is just touchdown or field goal or safety. So, so here's the uh, little caveat. Don't make no money. <laughs> right, fair point. Regular season, these both these teams actually typically scored touchdowns before field goals, uh, but that actually hasn't been the case with the Rams in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, it's going to be, a, I think it's kind of plus or minus here. I think that the both teams will be conservative offensively, and they will trust their defenses. I think particularly Belichick will trust his defense against Jared Goff. Uh, I am going to go with field goal or safety. All right, prop bet number four. How many songs will be played during the halftime show? Over 7.5 at minus 120 or under 7.5 at minus 120?
3: Uh, I'm going to say under seven and a half. Um, that seems like a lot. Seven and a half songs. <laughs> okay. um, I hope it's not seven and a half songs because Maroon 5 kind of sucks. <laughs> right. Um, that would be crappy. Um, it's a song 2010.
1: Right? So, yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you got? Over or under seven and a half songs?
2: Um, I'll go under,
1: but I'm not going to pay attention to it, so I wouldn't play it. Okay. All right. Well, take the, so here's a little information for this one. Since The Who performed in 2010, Super Bowl performers have actually been much, much younger than them. And starting in 2011, the only two acts that performed less than eight songs were Bruno Mars at six and Lady Gaga at seven. Maroon 5 has a giga- ginormous library of songs that are very popular and have two guest spots. I am going to go with the over on this one okay so let's see prop bet number five will adam levine of maroon five be wearing a hat at the start of the halftime show yes at plus 155 or no at minus one at minus 220 uh what do you got there joey god i hope not i, I just picture a fedora <laughs> on him and uh-huh. i'm not liking what i see so please no okay going the no. no okay ryan what do you got yes or no adam levine will be wearing a hat so I'm going to parlay and hope I don't
2: spoil what you're about to mention. Um, but there's this weird prop bet going around about yeah. whether or not they'll do, do a, they'll do a tribute to Spongebob. Because oh, of, uh, yeah. they, showed a, they, they, they clipped in a Spongebob clip in their, their Super Bowl promo video on the creator of Spongebob recently died. Um, uh, so I don't really know what their tie to that is, but they did put it in their promo video. Of, I think it's like second 31. All of a sudden there's like a clip to Spongebob performing live. And I believe he was oh. wearing a hat during that. So I'm parlaying the whole thing together. They're going to perform wow. a Spongebob song, which is stupid, a waste of my time, right? and he's going to wear yep. a hat.
1: Wow, look at that. They're <laughs> yeah, taking to the bank, guys. Adam Levine with the hat. This is the start of five-time shows. So here you go, guys. Try, ch- check this out. Google Adam Levine hat. I bet you you will see a lot of pictures of Adam Levine in an L.A. or a Dodgers cap, but none of them are on stage. In fact, if you if you actually Google Adam Levine concert – You'll see a bazillion images of him on stage, not a single one with a hat. I think the guy is too too, too full of himself, wants to see his entire head on TV. I do not think he'll be wearing a hat. I'm going with no. All right, pot bet number six. Which team will score last, Patriots at minus 115 or Rams at minus 115? Joey, what do you got?
3: Uh, I say the Rams are down two scores at the end of the game. They score late, but not enough time left to score again. So let's go Rams.
2: Rams
1: okay what do you got there Ryan
2: I'll keep it
1: nice and boring I'm going Rams Rams okay excellent uh, I uh, so I just don't really know one way or the other but I think this is going to be a really close game so I am going to say that um, at the very last drive of the game with time expiring Brady drives down scores wins uh, wins the game with that final touchdown everybody goes nuts Patriots score the last uh, score of the game that's what I'm going to go with for prop at number six. All right, let's get to the ultimate question here. Right now, New England favored by minus two and a half over the Rams. Over/under is sitting at fifty-six and a half. Seventy-seven percent of the spread money is on the New England Patriots, and seventy-six percent of the money line for the, for the uh, are on the Patriots to win outright. Uh, the over/under, the uh, the over is sitting at uh, 58 uh, percent, and the under is sitting at forty-two percent. So. With that said, let's pick it with the spread first. Joey, who do you got winning this game with the spread?
3: Patriots win,
1: thirty-one to twenty-three. Oh, okay, thirty-one to twenty-three. Pats. All right. So, what do you got, uh, Ryan, with um, who wins the game with the spread? So,
2: you know, this is really tough, um, but I will take the Patriots. And the
1: Patriots will cover. Patriots to cover. Okay, sounds that two and a half. I think it's, it's it's pretty. It's gonna be really, really, really freaking close. I am gonna be weird about this. I'm gonna say that the Rams will be in the spread. Will win with the spread, but the Patriots will win the game. I think it's gonna be 31 to 30, and I think the Patriots are gonna score that last touchdown on the game-winning drive at the end of the Super Bowl. That's that's my prediction, guys. Uh, I know it's hedging a little bit because I'm betting on both sides of this, but that's the way I see it. Rams with the spread, Pats to win it all outright. All right, when we've gotten to the end of our podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and blow the air horn on the show. It has been an adventure, guys. We're down to the last game of the season. This is exciting stuff, particularly for Ryan. So, Ryan, what's your social media so everyone can follow you if they want to? Well, first of all, they do. Um, Second of (laughs) all, I didn't get my
2: score prediction. Because I thought we were picking the spread and then we were gonna do it, so that's my miscommunication. Yeah. But I'll just say, I uh, the Patriots have given me a lot of uh, heart attacks in Super Bowls. There's been a lot of blood pressure nights. I said the Rams are gonna score last because they're gonna be down 31 to 10. They're gonna score a garbage time touchdown, 31-17. Mm-hmm. Pat's wow. finally with a nice big win on Super Bowl Sunday. This team's the most battle tested they've been through a playoff run in forever. Um, they finally didn't have a, a you know a tomato can game in the in the divisional round. Um, They had to go on the road and win a playoff game, which they haven't done since 2006. Uh, They did all those things. I think they're rolling, and I think they steamroll the Rams on this. And now I'm finally all on board, and now they'll rip my heart out. But here we are. Um, So you can follow me on Twitter, at Ryan Whitfield NE. um, You know, for me, it, it really comes down to two principles. One, you know, if you want to follow a winner, all my teams win. I, uh, you know, so I'm a winner by by, wow. by proxy there. Um wow. And then Joey, uh, you know, a really important thing Belichick always says. He says the most important ability is availability, and not showing up last week <laughs> makes you alive. <laughs> all right,
1: all right. That's fair. That's fair. There you go. That's that. You heard it from the goat himself. All right. Let's go ahead. Let's, uh, you know, Joey, give us your social media so people can follow you. Yeah, uh, I'm at
3: Joey Alibro. Um I don't really know what Ryan's tweeting out. I have him muted currently. Uh, I can't really stand that guy. So. <laughs> he muted all Twitter
1: to avoid Ryan. He muted, he jumped yeah. off all Twitter to avoid Ryan's tweets. That's a, that's, exactly. a, that's that's what everyone's thinking. That's funny.
2: I would have <laughs> I would have muted Joey a long time ago, but his tweets don't really stand out to me.
1: Okay. <laughs> all right, guys, and uh, you can follow me at FB Garbage Time. Until uh, first of all, thanks everyone for wasting time of us. Come back next week to waste time of us again because Wally and Ray of the urban sports scene will be joining us next week. That is always a lot of fun. We'll have a great time discussing how the Rams dismantled the Patriots in Super Bowl 53. That'll be a lot of fun. Until next time, guys.
2: Coming from the guys. Enjoy. Coming from the Your from NFL and Super Bowl. Coming from, 53.
0: from the guys. Oh, <laughs>